Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the team adds a player that's very comfortable and very familiar with interim head coach Antonio Pierce. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, November 15th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. We definitely appreciate that. Over 10,000 subscriptions we have on YouTube in just over a little bit over a year's amount of time. So that's quick, fast, and in a hurry. We definitely appreciate that. It's because of you, Raider Nation. Of course, it's because of my guy, Ari, my sidekick. He makes it happen. He gets us up on YouTube each and every day making sure we look good and we sound good so again thank you Raider Nation and thank you my man Ari for doing a great job each and every day your dedication to the show is definitely appreciated you can check out Ari on Twitter at Ari Produces you can hit me up as well at your boy Q254 and we got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693 your calls and texts will come up in segment number three of today's show tons of feedback from the coaching staff conversation to the two-game winning streak that the Raiders are on, the upcoming game against the Dolphins, uh, the addition of players, the subtraction of players. Lots of good conversation going on right now on the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, so we'll get as much of that as possible coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, you'll hear from Mike DeBate. He's the host of Locked On Patriots. And speaking of additions to the roster, the Raiders added Jack Jones, the cornerback that was uh, waived by the Patriots. They claimed him off of waivers. He's very familiar with Antonio Pierce, uh, played under him at Arizona State when Antonio Pierce was defensive coordinator and assistant head coach to Herm Edwards. Also was coached up by Antonio Pierce when he was coaching at Long Beach Poly there in uh, in Southern California in high school. So uh, Jack Jones is very familiar with Antonio Pierce. You'll hear all things from Mike DeBate about Jones, what happened in New England after having a very promising rookie season, what happened in his sophomore season with the Patriots and why they eventually waived him, moved on from him, and it benefited the Raiders as they claimed him off waivers. And he is now on the 53-man roster as of Tuesday. So Mike DeBate will join the show coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, and a lot of it has to do with Jack Jones and what he brings to the table and who he is, a familiarity with him again, and Antonio Pierce. Before we get to any of that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is LinkedIn Jobs. I hope you find the qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'll tell you more about them later on in the show, but let's go ahead and jump right into it. And as mentioned, the Raiders claimed Jack Jones off waivers from the Patriots. They put out an email saying he was originally a fourth-round pick, number 121 overall by the Patriots, uh, appeared in 17 career games, two starts, total 42 tackles, two picks, three tackles for loss, a forced fumble, fumble recover, and seven passes defense. This past season, 2023, he played in four games, recorded eight tackles and one pass defense. But as a rookie in 2022, he had a very promising rookie year. Played in 13 games, two starts, had 30 tackles, two picks, 
Oh, one return for a touchdown against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Six passes defense, a forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. So as you can tell, a very promising rookie year, not so much in 2023. They go on to say he's a native of Long Beach, California, attended Long Beach Poly High School before playing two seasons at USC and finishing his collegiate career at Arizona State. Overall, he played in 53 games, had 145 tackles, 29 passes defense, and 10 INTs. And Antonio Pierce, as I mentioned, very familiar with Jack Jones. Here's a quick little soundbite of, of uh, Antonio Pierce when he was at Arizona State. He was still a defensive coordinator, coaching up the linebackers as well, but had a very big familiarity with one Jack Jones. So here's uh, Antonio Pierce at Arizona State University talking about Jones. I mean, at the end of the day, I've known Jack since he was 13. I knew he was Jackie Jones, not Jack Jack. So, uh, man, look, good kid that I coached, obviously, for two years. He played with my son, played with Kobe. I coached him. Uh, you guys are in. Uh, I know him inside and out, know the family. I know everything about him. When he was at SC and I was at Poly, kept in touch and contact with him. And then obviously when things went you know, sour with him there, you know, we, we, again, we stayed in touch and just try to help, you know, try to be a mentor. And obviously there's an opportunity there for both of us to you know, kind of team back up again. And I, and I brought my, my version of the Jackie Jones I know, you know, and, and knowing the kind of man that we have here and the support staff we have from our AD to the president and, and then the guys you see on the staff, I, I knew we could make it work. So there you go. I look forward to talking to Coach Pierce later on this morning. We'll be talking to him at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. Of course, a lot of the conversation will be about Jack Jones. It's a very high reward, low risk move, right? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But if it does, they get a very young, talented defensive back that could be added to that Raiders secondary, especially in a time when they have questions in the secondary. Amik Robertson got banged up on Sunday Night Football. We don't know if he'll be available for this week against the Dolphins. Uh, you know, Ja'Korian Bennett, the fourth-round pick out of Maryland, uh, he's a decent player, hasn't really done what he wants to do yet. He's been very up and down so far this season. He's been a little banged up dealing with a hamstring injury as well. Marcus Peters, you know who Marcus Peters is. Nate Hobbs, he's been playing really well, but you could always have a little bit more help in the secondary especially going up a team with uh, against a good team with all that speed like the Miami Dolphins. So I think if they can get him coached up, he can get out there and get some reps. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be a starter. I don't think he'd be a starter. But just to get some depth and, and to have him out there in case of emergency, break glass, I think that'd be a, a big addition for this upcoming Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. But, of course, they've got to see what they got and see if they can get him up to speed and get him where they need him to be. In a corresponding move, the Raiders waived uh, defensive end Isaac Rochelle, a guy that's been waived and brought back, waived and brought back, waived and put on the practice squad, uh, elevated to the active roster, waived and brought – you know, he's just – that's kind of the life of Isaac Rochelle. I would be shocked if he doesn't make his way back to the silver and black sooner rather than later. Uh, the Raiders were not the only ones that put in a claim for Jack Jones. The Vikings did as well, but the Raiders had high priority in the waiver order and land the former Patriot in their secondary. So again, coming up in segment number two, Mike DeBate will tell you more about Jack Jones and why he fell out of favor there in New England. Real quick, wanted to go over some pro football focus scores as, as it uh, uh, has to do with the silver and black. A couple from the game and a couple from just the season overall. First with the game, Robert Spillane, highest grade linebacker in the NFL for week 10, graded out at 90.8 according to Pro Football Focus. Greg Van Roten, the guard, 80 passing block grade uh, this season, second among all guards in the league. So not bad. Uh, Greg Van Roten hasn't been perfect. There's still a lot more that he can do better, but uh, 80 pass blocking grade so far this season is not too bad. Nate Hobbs in coverage versus the Jets, eight targets, two catches allowed, 29 yards, 42.2 passer rating allowed. A uh, very good job by one Nate Hobbs. And then closing things out with Jerry Tillery, 91.7 pro football focus grade versus the Jets, first amongst, amongst Raiders players 
season high grade. That's for Jerry Tillery. So it doesn't always show when it comes to like sacks and pressures and who's doing the most, but uh, pro football focus, again, they're not the end all be all, but they have a pretty good idea of what they're uh, looking for and how they're grading these players. Uh, Just a handful of players from the silver and black graded very high, not only in the game against the Jets, but throughout the season as Greg Van Roten, the guard along the Raiders offensive line. As I mentioned, we'll meet with Antonio Pierce this morning, 920. We'll get to talk to him at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. 1050 to 1105 will be the open window for the media to take pictures and uh, video and tweet out some practice. And then 1240 to 125, uh, the Raiders locker room will be open. I'm going to try to make sure I can get to that and then uh, get back to do my show at 2 o'clock. So it's going to be quick, fast, and hurry. Got to make some moves. But you know your boy is going to try to do everything I can. Also, uh, Aiden O'Connell and Devontae Adams will be at the the podium at the indoor facility also between 1240 and 125. So just a little bit of housekeeping notes there uh, here in segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, what does Jack Jones bring to the Raiders secondary? What could he bring to the Raiders secondary? Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots, will join the show to break it on down. We'll get to that after I tell you about a couple great sponsors here on the show. And the first one is a title sponsor, which is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You want to go ahead and post your job. You can do you can do that right now. You can post your job for free at LinkedIn.com. So that's locked on NFL. Make sure you use the purple hashtag hiring frame to uh, your and add it to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Again, LinkedIn jobs will help you find that qualified candidate you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply i also want to tell you about FanDuel, and you can score this nfl season with FanDuel. it's america's number one sports book right now new customers get a 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet so if you're a new customer perfect now is the time for you that's 150 bucks if your team wins you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. you should no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season the right way or get into the NFL season the right way because it's about time that you enjoy it. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. I want you to hear from Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots. He was actually on my radio show. He was a late addition to my radio show on Tuesday when I found out that the Raiders made the move for Jack Jones, claimed him off waivers by way of the Patriots. So uh, here's Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots, on my radio show on Tuesday, Unnecessary Rough, this Raider Nation Radio 920, to talk all things Jack Jones. And we started the conversation talking about uh, the Patriots waving Jones and the Raiders claiming him. Here's that conversation. When I heard that Jack Jones was going to the Raiders, uh, I was definitely happy for Jack. I think this is probably the perfect opportunity for him to showcase the talent that he has and to be in an environment where he's going to be able to really showcase his abilities and I think play freely and play a style that he's used to playing. Getting back with Antonio Pierce now is really going to, I think, rejuvenate Jack Jones because one of the great things about him, when he first came to New England, and it really caught the eye of the Patriots coaching staff, it caught the eye of all of us in the media and definitely the fan base, 
is that aggressive, athletic, high octane style of play. A lot of people tell you he's undersized for the position. 5'11", 175, he's aggressive on the perimeter, and he's a good ball hawk. He's going to be someone that will chase down the interception, and he's going to help to really, I think, invigorate that Raiders secondary. This is a good, a very sneaky good pickup for Las Vegas, and I think they're really going to enjoy what Jack Jones brings to that secondary. So with that being said, and, and I do know he had a really promising rookie year, I, I just know things didn't go well this season. But then again, you look at the Patriots, as you very well know, and I'm not trying to rub salt, nothing's really gone well for them this year. What was the, I guess, the breaking point for Jack Jones and the Patriots? Uh, I think the breaking point was the lack of engagement. And look, I'm not going to put that on Jack's shoulders, and I'm not going to put that on the New England Patriots' shoulders. Sometimes, Q, two sides just do not gel and there has to be a split and you have to go your separate ways we spoke to bill belichick this morning he was very complimentary of jack's abilities said that you know he's a very athletic very solid uh very promising young player um and a player with a whole lot of talent and a whole lot of uh, potential but it just wasn't a fit here any longer you heard about rumors last week of him you know missing curfew sitting by himself on the bench very much disengaged in the game plan when that happens to a player whether it's the player's fault or whether it's the team's fault, it's very difficult to repair that type of relationship when it's been fractured to that point. From what we've heard here in New England, uh, they wanted to see if maybe the trip to Germany helped to re-energize Jack a little bit, maybe give him a little bit more in terms of engagement with his teammates, with the coaches, but the, unfortunately, just the, uh, the, the, the level of buy-in just did not uh, you know, change much from, uh, from uh, you know, day to day. So at that point, the Patriots brass just decided this was the best opportunity for him, give him the opportunity to get claimed, and now, of course, him going to Las Vegas is probably the better hand-in-glove fit that you could find. You know, he had the pick six last season against Aaron Rodgers and showed his ball-hawking uh, ability. How much of a, of a ball-hawk did the Patriot fan base and the Patriot coaching staff expect him to be if everything had worked out? Yeah, I think that's the type of corner they wanted him to be, very similar to what Brandon Browner was to Darrell Revis a few years ago. That guy that goes out there, that thumper, that guy that's not afraid to get in, get a strong hit, get a solid hit, but also draw a bead on the ball and be able to pick things off. Christian Gonzalez is their alpha corner. There's no question about it. But he's more in the mode of Stephon Gilmore. He's a lockdown guy. He's going to put his um, his prey on an island, and he's going to keep them there, and he's going to prevent them from being a target whereas Jack sometimes will see targets. And that's something that is a whole other skill set that really is something to marvel at if you're a fan of defensive back football. And I've always been at a position I played back in way, way back in the day, Q. So I always kind of zero in on these guys a little bit more than maybe some of the other positions. And Jack had that intangible. Again, I think this was just more buy-in, engagement, and fit in the system that really didn't make him what he should have been here in New England. If he's locked in and he's dialed into the – philosophy of the team then he's going to be just fine i wouldn't worry about engagement issues here in las vegas especially with the great relationship he has with antonio pierce so we know that patrick graham the defensive coordinator likes to you know do a lot of uh, press man coverage but then he'll flip things up he'll run some zone he gets a little bit multiple at times uh what do you what would you say is kind of his best attribute like what what is his skill set where he can get the most out of out of jack jones well, Jack could be good in man. There's no question about it. He, again, he has the, uh, the nose for the football, so he's going to stick with his target. But he can be a beast in zone as well. It's a guy that can cover the field. He's got that 
vertical speed as well as horizontal speed to be able to stick with whoever he's with. And then if you put him in a zone coverage scheme, it allows him to be able to keep his eyes on the quarterback, keep his eyes on the football. And that's where those types of ball hawking corners can really sleep off the page. Um, I would say maybe a little bit stronger in zone than in man because of the way he plays. But I would definitely say that no matter what Patrick throws at him, I think Jack has the skill set to be able to do it. It's just bringing him up to speed, getting him used to the situation. Um, that's something that we saw last year in training camp with the Patriots. Uh, took uh, you know Jack a little bit through training camp to find his groove. Once he did, uh, he was a very key part of this secondary. And unfortunately, injuries took their toll last year and prematurely ended his season. But uh, Jack was someone they were definitely counting on. And again, this year without question. Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots, is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 and SSR. Let's just had a couple more questions for you. Obviously, we know what happened on Halloween, what went down. Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were both uh, released and, and, and let go from the silver and black, and now Antonio Pierce is the interim head coach, and Champ Kelly is the interim GM, and we see what's going on in New England. Obviously, they're not having the season that they expected to have. Bill Belichick, there's been conversations about his future. Mike, does that style, does that Patriot style, that you know, kind of buttoned-up approach, does that work anymore in the league? Uh, you know, I think that's a really, really good question, Q. And to tell you the truth, and I hope this doesn't sound like a cop-out because I don't mean it to be, I don't know if there's an easy answer to that question. Right. I mean, there are some players that still buy into it. Uh, you're finding players here in New England that are very happy with the system and very happy with the job that Coach Belichick has done and the style that he uses with his players. But don't forget, there is also something to be said about guys that coach in this system but are not the head coach, and they go elsewhere to try to put their own stamp on things, and all of a sudden it doesn't quite measure up to what they had when they were in New England. I think you see that a lot with guys like Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels who maybe feel like, and again, this is speculation. I'm not putting in words in anybody's mouth or ideas in anyone's head, but almost feeling like they have to overcompensate for being who they are because of the shadow they came into that job with me and Bill Belichick. So a lot of times it can be detrimental. I was very much of the school that Josh had learned his lessons in Denver and was ready to come in motivated and ready to be a player's coach, not necessarily a buddy-buddy, but a player's coach here in uh, Las Vegas. I was a little surprised to see how that ended, but ultimately it was the right decision for Las Vegas. It was the only one that they could make. That relationship had been fractured beyond repair. You needed to move on. Uh, but as for whether or not that can work, I, I think it needs to be a little bit of a hybrid. I think there needs to be a evolution with the way that the type of players that are coming in now need to be uh, you know, handled and coached. Uh, but ultimately, if you're a sucker for football fundamentals, uh, there's never going to be a time where the Bill Belichick coaching school is going to be completely out of style. It'll always be there in some way, shape, or form simply because of the vast knowledge he brings to the table and the coaches that coach under him. So there's a little bit of background, a little bit of insight on who Jack Jones is, what happened, why he fell out of favor. Also, you hear Mike DeBate talking about the Patriot way as everything clearly went wrong with that Patriot way, that mentality that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler brought to the silver and black. And uh, don't think that the Raiders will go back in that direction anytime soon. I saw some people saying, wait, hold on. Now the Raiders are okay with claiming uh, former Patriot players. Look, if Jack Jones, if Antonio Pierce has the familiarity and can get him back where they want him to be, man, that'd be a hell of a pickup because he's a young dude. And if they could all of a sudden add him to the secondary and he could turn out to be something, something similar to what he was his rookie year, 
man, I'm good with that. No doubt about it. And I think you would be as well. So hopefully it works out with Jack Jones. That would be a nice little, uh, you know, just kind of like a diamond in the rough type situation. But we'll see. It's up to him to go figure it out. And if there's one guy that understands him better than anybody, it would be one Antonio Pierce. Can't wait to talk to AP later on this morning about Jack Jones and what he sees in him and what he thinks he can get out of him maybe as soon as as this Sunday. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts. You have that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before we get to that, though, do want to tell you about prize picks. What is prize picks, you ask? Well, it's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, pros, sharks, none of that. You just pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's just that simple. Right now, Prize Picks offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with the injury insurance policy. And with the basketball season here, you can now pick up combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues, like LeBron James and Travis Kelsey, or LeBron James and Devontae Adams, or anyone that you want to insert now, like Anthony Davis or Steph Curry, and, you know, just somebody from basketball, somebody from football. That's how the combo point works. So, uh, you want to play alongside of uh, some of Prize Picks' fair players? You can do that as well. They have that ability and opportunity for you. All you got to do is go to prizepicks.com/lockedonnfl. Use the promo code lockedonnfl for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com/lockedonnfl. Use the promo code lockedonnfl for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts, you have that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Nate Glass in Cali. He's calling for multiple reasons, including the tragic passing of DJ Hayden that happened over the weekend, plus the victory on Sunday Night Football versus the Jets, and gives his thoughts on the next, next Raiders opponent, the Dolphins. Here he is, Nathan Glass in California. Hey, Q, Nate Glass in California. Just wanted to um, start off by saying... Um, Rest in peace to DJ Hayden, uh, former cornerback of the Raiders. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Uh, tragic, tragic event. Um, just wanted to give my condolences to Raider Nation for the loss, and um, wanted to comment also on the um, on the game yesterday. Um, Aiden O'Connell uh, came through when he needed to with the touchdown. I uh, pretty much knew once once I scored that was going to put the game away because the Jets couldn't couldn't score. So, Um, but on to Miami. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a dog fight. Um, I think uh, I know a lot of experts probably going to have the Raiders taking the L, but I think the game's going to be closer than and people expect it's going to be because the Raiders defense has actually been playing a lot better of late. So I think it's going to be closer than people think. So um, good luck next week. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, uh, Aiden back out there going up against Miami. That's going to be nice, you know, with the uh, cornerbacks they got over there. So um, 
Like I said, I'm looking forward to it. And um especially looking forward to the Downtown Raiders podcast this week. Uh, keep up the good work, Q. Appreciate all you do. And I'll talk to you soon. Nate, thanks so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, man, DJ Hayden and along with, I believe, what, five to six others passing away in Houston in a really bad car accident, that's all bad. Saw that early on Saturday morning on my way to get my hair cut. And, man, just kind of like my my heart sunk just because I know everything that DJ Hayden has been through or went through uh, throughout the course of his life, including almost passing away on the practice field there in Houston as a member of the Cougars organization. Obviously, the Raiders selected him uh, in the first round of the draft. Things didn't work out with the, the Raiders and DJ. Hayden, but still had a pretty decent career in the NFL. Uh, obviously made a lot of money, but none of that matters, man. Life could be taken away so quickly, and it really stinks. And uh, car accidents, obviously I'm very sensitive to car accidents and young people uh, with my backstory, but man, just really feel bad for the Hayden family and obviously all the families that were affected by that terrible car accident in uh, in Houston. That really, it really sucks. There's no better way to put it than just really sucks. And as far as the game goes this upcoming Sunday, it's going to be a big test for the Raiders going up against Miami. They're coming off a bye. They're coming off a loss. Before the bye, they're at home. Uh, the Raiders are going to be tested, no doubt about it. But, you know, we'll learn a lot about this team the next couple of weeks as they got the Dolphins on the road, then they're back at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Side note, I do want to shout you out, man, because I wasn't 100% sure who Robert Spillane was going to be when the Raiders signed him. I knew what was being told about him, that he was a really good run stuffer, but he was a liability in coverage. And he's been great. He's been great. I've been, uh, you know, pleasantly wrong about what he could bring to the table. Uh, he's leading the team in interceptions right now with three and comes up with big plays and just loves to play ball, man. And just talking to him in the Raiders locker room, uh, you know, uh, after the game against the Jets, fantastic, man. And, and that was a good call. I remember you said that you were a little upset that your Steelers uh, lost out on Robert Spillane, that he left that team and went to the Raiders. And it really seemed like the Steelers didn't care to keep him around. But, uh, you know, one man's uh, trash is another man's treasure, right? And to hear that Max Crosby actually was on the phone with him uh, throughout the course of the, the offseason trying to get him to sign with the Raiders, I thought that was really cool as well. Shout out to Max Crosby for doing a little recruiting, right, to get uh, Robert Spillane has been a great addition to the Raiders' defense. So thanks so much for the call and uh, shout you out for that little nugget that you dropped on us about Robert Spillane. Got a text from Brenton Boston. Say, what's up, Q? Brent from Boston checking in from Pat's country and waiting to see a familiar face wearing a visor standing behind Bill Belichick where he belongs. I hated the move from day one and just happy that that nightmare is over. I do have a question for you. What do you think AP needs to do to earn the head coaching position? For me, it's this. Win eight games, but one of those eights is a victory over the Chiefs. Not suffer any embarrassing losses. You know, the ones where we look totally overwhelmed. And lastly, if the season gets to the point where our playoff chances are zero, the team still continues to fight hard every single week. If he could pull that off, then give the man the reins and let's see where he takes us. Appreciate you, Q, and, and can hear the relief in your voice. Enjoy the ride, my man. Just win, baby. That's Brent in Boston. Thanks for the text. I appreciate you. And it's hard to tell, to be 100% honest. Like, we could roll out the game plan and say he's got to do this, that, and the other. And your plan sounds good. But it's hard to tell what Mark Davis is going to be looking for and who he's going to be talking with and who he's going to be consulting with to, you know, make the determination. I do think that, you know, the big splash hire, uh, that's not a big deal anymore. I think that there's going to be a lot of different options and a lot of different people that uh, he looks at and, uh, you know, kind of gives consideration to the job. But at the end of the day, and I mentioned it before, if, uh, you know, if this team is similar to what we saw last year from the Lions and just the way that they finished and the way that they're ready to run through a wall for Dan Campbell. If the Raiders are re re gonna willing to do that for Antonio Pierce and deal with some adversity, 
right? We've seen two games and two wins. I want to see what adversity looks like. What does it look like if they lose a couple back-to-back, right? There's a lot of different factors uh, that play a role, but uh, he's got seven games guaranteed to try to prove what he could prove and earn that job. And I guarantee that's what he's going to exactly do, try to earn that job and stay on as the full permanent head coach of the Silver and Black, similar to Champ Kelly as the interim GM. He's going to try to earn that full-time position as well. So uh, only time will tell. Seven games, we'll see how it looks, and we'll obviously get into that conversation uh, the further along throughout the course of the season as things go. Up next, got a call from Raider X. He's calling to talk about the Raiders trending in the right direction and what stands out to him the most about that trend. Talks about the culture of the Raiders and the Raiders' way. Here he is, Raider X. Q, Raider X. Man, the Raiders are trending up. Things are starting to fall in the Raiders' way. They clean house, got a new culture, building the culture, Getting that greater way back, it is, it is, the, the pieces are falling. I mean, they're, they're falling in the right spot. I mean, who would have thunk it? Uh, it's beautiful. You know, uh, Jack Jones falling in their lap. Um, that is, you know, an Antonio Pierce, you know, thing. It's just, man, um, it, it really couldn't be any better. Uh, all the pieces are getting there. It looks like, you know, obviously it's going to be a little bit of a challenge with the speed boys, you know, against Miami. You know, hopefully uh, Bennett's okay. I know Amik's a little bit under. I mean, those are our speed corners. Uh, it's going to be stressing them out a little bit, but I do see the Raiders trending up. You know, what I wanted to say is, you know, having a coach like Pierce, hopefully we continue to trend. I think the real measuring stick is against uh, the, the Chiefs, but it, it's, it really gives you the advantage on those situations where, like, those those individuals, those players are just really players that need that strong relationship with their coach and understanding of the culture of a player. And that's when you see those true dogs of, you know, the Raider way. You know, I'm not saying, you know, I understand with certain given circumstance with, with Dana Carter, but that's how you get those players and you get them to perform under their circumstances. What a blessing. I continue to hear the, the, see the grind. So happy to see our players really, you know, living up to their potential. And I don't like to use that word potential, but I see that it's opening up. And it's, and it's just coming. It's the, the bloom, the flower, the overall greatness of the Raiders is in the future. Raiders! Thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, it, it seems like they're trending in the right direction for sure. We'll learn a lot about this team the next couple of weeks. They're on the road taking on Miami. That's going to be a tough one. And then, of course, back at the house uh, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they don't get a bye until late in the season. Once that bye comes, maybe they're able to get a little bit of rest and then, boom, uh, hit, that, hit that home stretch and finish off the season really strong. But the next couple of weeks, I think we'll learn a lot about who this Raiders team is, what Antonio Pierce as the head coach, uh, what he looks like, right? I mean, he made a few mistakes, I think, on Sunday, but uh, the Raiders didn't suffer from it because they they were okay, right? They won the game, uh, you know, but you got to be able to, you know, learn from your mistakes, and that's something that he pointed out on uh, on Monday when he met with us that, you know, hey, I, I, I messed up in a couple areas. I owned it. I told the team that. He, he showed that accountability and didn't point at them and say it's execution. He said, no, that was on me, and he's going to learn from that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but it definitely feels like they're trending in the right direction. Appreciate the call, and yeah, Jack Jones added to the roster. I'm excited about what he could possibly bring to this Raiders secondary. Uh, up next, we got a text from North Texas Raider. Say, what's up, Q? This is North Texas Raider. I just want to say it was nice to see the team persevere in the face of hardship. That first half against the Jets gave me a here-we-go-again feeling. Big Lincoln was even saying how badly we were outplayed and how lucky we were to still be close. Given the past few years, I was almost ready to turn off the broadcast and chalk it up to another undisciplined, pitiful loss. But 
In the second half, I saw a team that came out of nowhere uh, knowing that they were better and driven to prove it. To be honest, as a lifelong Raiders fan, it's been quite a while since I've seen our team, especially defense, play with that kind of confidence. I don't want to jump the gun, but if AP can consistently create this kind of self-assured attitude, then I'll be all, be, I'll be all for keeping him long-term. That's from North Texas Raider. And, yeah, the Raiders were very lucky to stay in the game. Right, The Jets couldn't get into the end zone, and that's credit to the Raiders' defense. I know that the Jets' offense is not very good. Uh, they also committed a bunch of penalties. They were very undisciplined, holding, false starts, chop blocks, stepping out of bounds. Right, There's a lot of things that they did, illegal uh, you know, man down the field, uh, you know, an ineligible man down the field, all these different things that they did, eight penalties to the fact that the Raiders only had three. So a lot of those penalties went against them offensively and put them in bad positions. But, uh, yeah, the Raiders found a way to come back and win that game, and all credit to them because in, in the past, you're right, more likely they probably would have lost that game. Thanks so much for the text. I do appreciate you. Up next, we'll probably close out here. A kid, kid 209 in, the, in Modesto, California, he's calling to give a couple tips to what he thinks it'll take to compete and maybe even beat the Dolphins on Sunday. Here he is, kid 209 in Modesto, California. What's up, Q? This is for kid 209 calling from – Vanessa Cali, want to give some tips on what we need to get one up on the Dolphins. Tip one, we need to cover Hill and Waddle like white on rice. Try not to let them get those big breakout plays. Two, we need to bring maximum pressure to Tua. Don't let him start cooking because it's hard to stop. If we do that, I believe we could put up a good dogfight. Okay, Q, I'm out. Let's go Raiders. Thank you, my man, for the call. And, yeah, I mean, that's a couple keys for sure. You know, trying to cover Tyreek is tough. Raiders are obviously very familiar with him this time with the Kansas City Chiefs, so it's not like he's going to catch them off guard. Um, they're going to have to try to stop the run or at least limit it, right? I mean, that's an absolute track team that they have down there in Miami uh, between Waddle and Tyreek Hill and, you know, even Alec Ingold, right? I mean, we all know how good Alec Ingold is out of the fullback position. So uh, the running game, uh, the passing game, pressure on Tua, sacks on Tua, all that's going to have to happen if the Raiders want to have a chance in this game on Sunday, and it's still going to be tough. But that's why you play the games. That's why you play the tough games. The defense is taking a lot of pride in keeping the Raiders in games. So now they got their hands full again with a tough team. But again, as I mentioned multiple times, you'll learn a lot about these, this team the next few weeks, and that's what you want to do. You want to learn as much as possible about the silver and black. That was a pretty quick call, so let's get one more text in. Tim in Oregon says, hey, Q. It's Tim from Oregon. I have an observation on a particular play from Sunday night. The touchdown pass from Aiden O'Connell to Michael Mayer. These two remind me of Jim Plunkett and the Ghost, also number 87, Dave Casper. Mayer has a similar build as Casper and can catch. Aiden O'Connell, like Plunkett, not quick, not a fast runner, but both throw right over the top and pretty accurate and efficient. I know they're both rookies and are just getting started, but that's what I see. Let's go 1-0 this week. Raiders, as Tim in Oregon. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot... A long way to go for O'Connell and Mayer before they start filling the shoes of Plunkett and Dave Casper. But I understand what you're saying, and especially with Mayer having the same number as Casper, 87, coming from Notre Dame. There's a lot of familiarity there. And Jim Plunkett, you're right, wasn't the most uh, you know mobile guy. I do think you need a little bit of mobility in 2023, but he is pinpoint accurate. He's got it between the ears, and that's half the battle, if not more than half the battle. So he's giving himself a chance. He's got at least seven games as long as you know, he doesn't get injured or just completely crap the bed to go out there and prove what he can do and be the long-term starter at the quarterback position for the Raiders. But, uh, Tim, thanks for that text. I do appreciate you. That's going to do it for today's show, running a little bit later than expected. But you know how we get down sometimes. My man Ari, he's, he'll be okay. <laughs> he'll handle it for us. We do appreciate him each and every day. And, of course, Raider Nation, we do appreciate you as well. Again, this morning around 920, we'll be talking to interim head coach Antonio Pierce. Looking forward to that. And then the Raiders locker room will be open later on this afternoon. I'm going to try to get in there and at least talk to a couple players before i got to get back 
for my radio show. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, of course, we'll have the crossover edition. Start really deep diving into the Miami Dolphins and what they bring to the table. We'll keep this party rolling here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.